evening. I am Queen Love, the self-love guru, and I coach newly health-conscious women to find self-love. Together, we will remove the F in fear, and I'll be the ear who intuitively listens and empowers you to destroy perceived limits so you can live your best life. All right, so welcome back to the second segment of Hanging Out with Love. Today I have Miss Charlie Washington. She is the owner of Assisting You Services, which is a personal and virtual assistant company. I've known this queen for many years. In 2012, I had the opportunity to attend one of her events, and she nailed everything from the food and beverages to the guest list. She's extremely professional and dear to my heart. Please welcome Miss Charlie Washington. Hi, everybody. How are you all? <laughs> How are you? I am doing good. I am feeling good, too. I swear I am. That thing was good. I know. That's right. <laughs> Look, we're back at our favorite restaurant, Compadres. That's my new favorite Mexican restaurant. So, everyone that's been meeting with me has been meeting here. And everybody knows I love to feed people. So, we giving out free meals. <laughs> So thank you so much. No I'm problem. so thank glad. Thank you for having me. No worries. So we'll just go ahead and jump right into the questions. Um, all right. So what was your breaking point in your last relationship? Okay. So um, last relationship. That's so weird because I know before we started recording, like I let you know, like, you know, I had a relationship. It was weird because we officially weren't together but for two months if you say okay title wise um so I guess with that relationship if we're gonna count it <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was really the miscommunication and you know it's just like not wanting to talk like you can't shut down on me I'm somebody who wants to talk and have a conversation we need to think this out like let's do plan a b and c and see what's going on and if you can't have a conversation with me then it just gets really stressful on me um and that's if you count that relationship but if you count the relationship where i was in for seven years six years six years you know that relationship was just i was just tired of the mental abuse there like he's an older guy who got on my nerves after a while it was just like one day i just got fed up you know um People can get in your nerves and just you like, okay, just you know snap. what? Mm-hmm. This is it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Okay, so from your last relationship, if you're speaking in terms of time-wise, the breaking point was the lack of communication. You couldn't deal with that um, because obviously you can't get anywhere if someone's not speaking with you. And then the relationship before then, your breaking point was just the continuous abuse. You just Ew. got tired of the... Right. Psychological. Right. Okay. It was just like mentally and emotionally, it was just too much abuse. And it wasn't a whole lot of physical abuse. I mean, we've had our we had our fights, but um it definitely wasn't um too bad. It was just like mostly the mental, like tearing me down emotionally and just me not having anybody. Eventually it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? You know, I'm just over it. Like I'm tired of the bullshit i'm tired of your ways i'm i'm just i just got tired you Mm -hmm. know they say i'm tired of being sick and tired i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired it was just at that point where it's just like i can't take this no more Mm -hmm. you know so understood queen okay and so with that being said how important do you think is knowing your worth before you enter a relationship oh 
that is extremely important because a lot of times we think we know. Mm-hmm. And I think like every woman needs to go through one or two if that's what it takes. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully she learns the first time. But I think every woman should learn or go through that one relationship to actually know her worth. I don't think we know our worth. I mean, our parents can teach us. Um, we can go and say, oh, I'm so much this, I'm so much that. But you know what? I think we need to actually be down, tore down a little bit to understand our worth, you know? Um, I was bullied in high school, so, you know, my, my self-esteem was already a little low, but I still felt very highly of myself. I was still the bad bitch in the projects, and I would fight if I needed to. I'm gonna walk around like I'm cute, and I'm gonna be okay. No, you can't touch me, but you can look. Right. <laughs> you can do all that, and then, you know, I just felt really good about myself. I didn't have any issues, you know, as far as me feeling bad. You know, I was still, I was, like, I was thicker than my best friend, but I still felt like I looked nice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, 145 ain't that fat. 145 is still a small chick. So, um, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't learn my worth until I was tore down. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, yeah, I think it's better for us to get in a, like, that one bad relationship. We all need that one bad relationship to get in so that we can build ourselves up and understand the worth. Right. And I honestly, I would totally agree with you because going into a relationship, you do think you know your worth. Mm -hmm. And I can say initially, like my main things, you know, a man has to be a provider and a protector. That's all I really needed. But I didn't really examine what that protector looks like. Like if a person's protecting you from the outside world, but they can't protect you from themselves and, you know, their alter ego. That's not you're not being protected. So that really takes away your personal security. And I will say, um, I have been in a mentally abusive relationship before, and it made me really look at myself like, well, do I really know my worth? Like, how do I feel about myself if I'm allowing this person to talk to me like that? Or if I'm allowing them to constantly, like, grill me, you know, like, who's in my phone and where I'm going? I mean, just constant battling, constant arguing about things that I should not have to argue about. Exactly. Like, I mean... I pay this phone bill. <laughs> right. Why you care who's in my phone, you know? And so, uh, if you don't know your worth, like, a lot of times, like, with my mom, my mom was like, oh, yeah, you need a man to provide for you and do this. Like, I, I, my mom has only sisters. Mm-hmm. So, all of them feel like, oh, yeah, a man's supposed to do this, do that, do this. And so, I grew up thinking a man is supposed to do this, do that, do this. So, when I thought I found that, they didn't tell you that, oh, well, he still needs to be good to you. Right, there's a second part to that. Right, right, right. That is perfect because that brings me into my next question. What kind of things were you taught growing up about relationships and how did that affect your relationships as you got older? I mean, I always grew up like, I didn't want two baby daddies. Like, mm-hmm. my mom had one man and she, when my daddy and my mama broke up, like, that was it, you know? She started dating when I got in high school. Like, I was 11th grade high school when my mom started dating. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. So, everyone else was a little younger than me. But, I mean, my daddy left at when I was 12. And I'm in 11th grade in high school. That's like, 16, 17 years old. And right. And then it was still, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we just didn't see it. So... 
mom think she always taught us oh yeah you need a man to provide like she may not said to us you need a man to provide but it was like i want a man to provide so that all i got to do is put my money up for vacation da 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 so i wanted a man to provide and all i had to do was use my money for vacation and such if i wanted to work then i could if i didn't want to work then oh well you know that's what i was what i thought was right I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, it would definitely be nice, but I'm at this point now that after going through what I went through, after finding that man who provides, that man who takes care of me, you know, you don't get more than one, you don't know, you don't need more than one baby daddy, you know, you, you have one baby, and it's with this man, and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. you need to have another one, like, I used to think, okay, me and Dwayne ain't working out, or me and DJ ain't working out, cool, let me just go back to him when I'm ready for my next one. We're gonna work that out. Right. Know? Let's do this right quick. Five minutes, y'all. That's all it needs to take. Oh! Uh, this is not for pleasure. This is for work. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for you. This is for me. So, chop chop. You know. Right. Um, but as I got older, and after I went through that relationship, it was just like, no, I don't want a man to just provide. He needs to provide, but he needs to be nice to me. Right. He needs to provide, he needs to be friends with me. He needs to provide, and I need to know who he is. It's not just about the sex aspect, because I need to be sleeping with him, cooking his food, make sure his clothes is clean, make sure this is happening, but then I need him to provide to pay all the bills in the house. Like, that's what I thought was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and I was so freaking wrong. <laughs> right, because there's so much more, and I would, I would say the same thing. Um, growing up, my mom, if she didn't want to, my mom would not have had to work because my dad was always there. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad is ex-military. He was in the Marine Corps, Mm -hmm. so he was very strict. Our house was more like, it was like a military camp. Like, you gotta wake up, you gotta clean, make sure everything's done. He taught us how to cook. So I've always had this image in my head of like, a woman's just supposed to be submissive. Mm -hmm. But, um, one of the things I noticed, like, if I wasn't being treated right, I can't submit to you because I don't, that doesn't feel comfortable to me. Right. And I found myself in situations where I feel like I told a little bit too much about what my expectations were instead of allowing a person to show me who they are first. Mm -hmm. And so um, setting your expectations in a relationship, I feel like that was important. But Mm -hmm. you still have to let them show you who they are initially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when they're, it won't be like, okay, their true colors are coming out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. no, talk to me. Tell me you know what it is right, right. and you but know going you start back meeting people you're so nice and so oh i'm not gonna cuss i cuss like a sailor mm-hmm. you hear me like a sailor <laughs> and so a lot of times when you meet people you try not to cuss so much like <laughs> i'm like uh so especially when you test somebody like oh you don't want to say that that might scare them off a little bit mm-hmm. i like it like i like now that i'm talking to somebody that is like Nigga, who are you talking to? Like, ah! you know, you're getting to that point before you actually let out that person. Like, okay, so let me show you what this really is gonna be. You know, right? And so now we're so comfortable with each other now, where it's like he's cussing, I'm cussing. I'm like, yes, okay, great. You know, <laughs> mm. we don't show our true colors in the beginning. Yeah, it's just. Right, and I feel if more people did do that, like you guys are developing that friendship, Mm -hmm. things would end up so much better. You wouldn't have so much animosity, even if it does not work out the way you both plan for it to. Um, So that brings me to my next question. What kind of communicator are you? And you've already answered this, but the options were, do you shut completely down? Do you stop talking and regroup later? Or are you like, we have to talk now, let's get to the bottom of it? See, a lot of times, okay... 
I probably shouldn't talk now, mm -hmm. but that's how I think. I really think that we should talk now, but I probably need to do the whole deep breath, let's, let's be quiet, and come back to it. Mm -hmm. But my mind wonders. I am one of those people where my anxiety... No, 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 no. We need to talk. Come in, baby. Come mm -hmm. in, come in, come in, come in. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me holler at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I need to know what's going on. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to fuss. And I've been, over the last, uh, I, I want to say six months, mm -hmm. over the last six months, I've learned to just say, let's not talk about it right now. Let, let me, let me back up and let me think about what I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm learning more about love languages and words of affirmation is not my love language. So what I say out my mouth, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. What you say out your mouth, you might care a little bit better because your words of words affirmation, your language words affirmation. And so I have to be careful because like my ex or the guy that I was dealing with last um, was words of affirmation. I make all of my partners the ones I care about anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I make all of them do the love language and words of affirmation. Okay, so I got to be careful what I say mm -hmm. because... If I say any one little thing... He is going to stick with him. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can say 15 million things that's so sweet and lovey-dovey, honey. But if it's one thing, that's what we're fussing about. Mm -hmm. Why are we fussing about this? You know what? I'm like that, though. <laughs> I'm just like your partner. Because, to be honest, my love language is words of affirmation. So I don't like when it's the heat of the moment. I'm not talking. I can't talk to you right now because I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And I have to be mindful of that. And so that's how I expect to be treated. Right. And so um, I can't tell knows. you how many times like I've dated someone. And this is my last two relationships where it's like, okay, well, you don't feel like talking. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm like, just give me a second. Like, I'm asking you to leave me the fuck alone so I can go think because I'm, I'm turning up. You right, get what right, I'm saying? Right, so right, yeah, it's no, just no, no. to make me be respectful, mm -mm, you know. See, my, my love language is not words of affirmation, mm -hmm. right? So I don't care what comes <laughs> so out. So you're like, I need to talk now. Let's what get it. What comes out comes out motherfucker if you don't like it you can kiss my ass mm -hmm. as you can do go ahead yeah, i'm a little more strategic yeah, with my words because i'm like you know what i'm i'm really big on it's not just about what i say it's the way i say it as yeah. well because yeah. i'm not gonna receive it if i'm you know even with a man i'm gonna be real with you getting me getting yelled at i don't hear nothing you saying i don't that went in one ear and out the right, other. Right, right, right. You know, so I'm like, you're going to have to come correct and talk to me later. Right, right. Like, even now, with me and this partner, um, when me and him, like, I can say stuff like, we've had some issues, mm -hmm. you know, and so if I'm mad about it or upset about it, then I, uh, I say, like, one day I said, sometimes you make me sick. I hate you some days. Some days I love you, but some days I hate you. Do you know this man tells me, well, why do you hate me? Mm -hmm. You didn't hear nothing else. I the just some days, you. right. But with that, too, I noticed, like, you can't tell people, like, saying that you make me sick is so vague. Mm -hmm. You know, I've noticed, like, with men, you have to give them a behavior. Right. Like, tell them exactly right. what they did. Listen, right. when, when you call me shorty, it gets on my nerves right, because... Right, right. 
I, you know, and right, go right, into right. that detail. Right, so you right. have to give them a behavior. Just saying, like, and, and you get on was, my nerves, you make like, me sick. And he knew it was like, I'm tired of not being able to talk. I'm dealing mm-hmm. with this situation by myself as far as, you know, the baby, you know. So it's just like, I'm dealing with this situation. I have to go past this situation by myself. And you don't want to talk about it because you're not communicative. Mm-hmm. To anything that's wrong, if it's wrong, you think that you can just be quiet then it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't talk about it. And then I'm supposed to just sit over here and just wait for you to be ready to talk about it. But there's there's a difference, Queen, because if the person, like with me, I really am willing to talk about it later. No, 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 he's not you just though. have to give me a So that's different. That's a not, still, that's more still, avoidant. Right, right, right. And he still words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. But it's still the fact that he just feels like I don't know what to say. So I won't say anything. I don't know how to make her feel better. So I won't say anything. I'm just going to hope to God that, you know. She gets over it. She gets over it. <laughs> Pretty you know much. what I'm saying? And that's why I say that's avoiding. Yeah, and, and, oh, he avoids the hell yeah. out of situations. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to the point where I get mad. So then now I want to cuss you out and tell you how sorry you are. And you're wondering, <laughs> well, why am I sorry? Because you don't want to talk to me, nigga. That's why you're sorry. You're sorry as hell because right now my mind is wondering and you won't tell me nothing. I don't know how you feel or nothing. So then when we want to talk about it, we'll talk about it for a few minutes. And then you're like, well, you know. You should be over it at this point. Hey, you what? got what you wanted. Nigga, what you mean? Like, right. And then you get mad when I say I hate you or something. Well, this is why. Because you're making me stress out about something that I can't really talk to nobody about. Because mm-hmm. reality, no one knows about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, and you know, people always say, like, I want us to keep our relationship private, keep it between us, but how can you do that if... If you won't talk. Right, I understand, totally. So, with that being said, are you a ride-or-die chick, and what does that look like to you? Oh, my God, I used to say ride-or-die when I was living in Claremont, right? I do not say that now, that is such... We were so ghetto back there, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. honey... Listen, I'm still ratchet as hell. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. I clean it up well, you know. Right. It's just like, there is, no, I'm not dying for what? Mm-hmm. I'm not dying for my nine-year-old, let alone your sorry ass who is not, I don't even have a ring on my, no, sir. Absolutely not. What I'm is not, your definition of ride or die? Or what was it then when you had that mentality? When I had a mentality of ride or die, it was just like, I'll do anything. I'm going to go get locked up. I'm going to fight. You know, because back then we didn't have that many options. You mm-hmm. was a drug dealer or you was a nerd. Well, and then nobody want to deal with no nerds. Well, so I mean, you had I deal to. deal with nerds, right? But, you know, a lot of times, they, I mean, thugs outweigh the nerds back then. Right. You know, so my. You know, Danielle's dad, he's a nerd. Don't get me wrong. We call him a dork or a lame or all that good stuff all the time. Like, we call each other. I'm like, you a lame. He's like, and you a hype. Like, that's how, um, that's how, um, that's how we were raised. So, like, I love my lame boys. Don't get me wrong, but there was more lames talk. I mean, there were more drug dealers and dope dealers talking to me than there were nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Back then, it's like, oh, I'm going to hold your stuff. And if I get caught, baby, I got you. Like, we were stupid back then. Stupid as hell. And I, I would say, like, I used to have this. I'll tell you my definition of ride or die. So, similar to yours, like, I'll go to jail for you. You know, if you tell me you want me to go beat this girl ass. I'm going to do it. I'm ready. Because, you know, like, I was really a hothead yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day. So, I fought a lot. Yeah. 
And I feel like most of those situations, it wasn't even my beef. Like, it was more so, like, my friends or some somebody that I'm dealing with or around that has a problem. So, I don't know. It was just stupid. But you're absolutely right. That is not the mentality to have. Or, like, if we're going through something and... You're not necessarily the most respectful or whatever. But like, I'm I'll still deal with it. I'm going to listen to you, and we're going to try to work it out. We're going to figure I'm it out. I love you anyway because you cheated. Also, like, being broke. Oh. Like, I dated a, a man um, when I was in high school, and we dated for about four to five years. And I was so in love with, like, that. I was in love with that man, for real. But he was broke as hell. Right. And so when he cheated on me, it was devastating because I just felt so used up mm-hmm. from that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't do shit for me. You weren't here for me. And then on top of that, you sleeping with somebody else. So that rod or die shit went out the window. Right. And at, when that relationship ended, I was 19. Mm-hmm. So that shaped my relationships from that point forward. I'm like, okay, so now I will never date a man with no ambition, you know, right. no real business about himself. Right. Because what kind of position is that going to put me in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, and that really made me think twice. Y'all have a good day. You too. Thank you. So um, that really made me think twice about what I wanted and just how I wanted life to be. Because mm-hmm. um, I felt like if this man can cheat on me and treat me this way after all the stuff that we've been through, like nobody's safe. You know what I'm saying? And he actually ended up having children with this woman. Like they're literally still dealing with each other. Um, they're no longer in a relationship. But, you know, I already know like the disrespect and stuff. It continued because to be honest with you, I actually saw him not too long ago. And I won't get into details right, about right, that. Right, right. But right, I, I just know he's still on that same right, shit. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, you. The shoe was on the other foot, right, you know. Right, right, and right. now now she calling. Right, right. And you right. know, trying to figure out what the fuck what going, is going on. on and, yeah. You know, what is he doing? Right. Why, why with her again? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What is she who And you so the woman, yeah. she actually came in my inbox or whatever. And she knew about me. This is what fucked me up. She knew about me, and then when they actually, um, I actually had a conversation with her, and she was acting like, you know, she was just letting me know what it was, you know, like, we've been dealing with each other for X amount of time, but she called me Tossie, and that threw me off, because only people that know me, love me, care about me, call me that, that's like a family, you know, and when I was younger type of name, so I'm like, how the fuck does she know how to say? You get what I'm saying? Well, that's like not something that you it was just see. too intimate. Right, right, yeah. yeah. It's not like you just gonna be like, oh yeah, that's Tots. No, right, like, you gonna be like too keep top. Right, so something. Right. You're not gonna but say she it. knew what it was. Right. You're not and, gonna say it like that. If right, you don't know me. Like no one can come and you know my real name. No one's gonna come to me and say, oh, well, this is so and so. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I would be like, uh, right, like how you know her? Well, <laughs> because when I'm out and people who know me for my younger years say my real name, I'm like, who the fuck knows me? Mm-hmm. It's automatically who knows me. Mm-hmm. That's what I always in that say. circle, right? Yeah, you gonna want to know. I'm like, oh, I was wondering who the heck knew me around here because if you don't call me Charlie, then you know me mm-hmm. because you know when I was ugly. You know when when I you mean, thought you when were I ugly. thought I was ugly, right? You knew when I thought I was bald headed back in the day. <laughs> you knew when I was ratchet. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You knew. Although, you know, I always tell people now, oh, yeah, the glow up is real, honey. Because mm-hmm. back then, we didn't know what we was doing with our makeup. Girl, I look at pictures now, and I just like, I had no true friends. <laughs> I am done. Oh, I my gosh. Like, and that's what I mean when I say, you know, when we thought we were ugly. Because, you know, 
I'm like, what is up with this makeup? Like now, you know, because I do makeup now. And it's just like, oh, yeah, my makeup be on point. Mm -hmm. But now I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, I had no true friends. So if you call me by my real name, that means you saw me with my makeup. You saw like me, you heard about me, something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so going back to that, like my best friend was like, Tossie, there's no way in hell. Like she know about you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's no way, because his, na his name is L.O. And she was like, L.O., he not the, he not even that type of nigga. Like, he going to be honest about the fact that you're in his life and mm -hmm. either she going to deal with it or she not. Mm -hmm. And she was right. Like, he really is that type of person. He's very straightforward. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what, that's so fucked up. But it just hurt me so bad. Mm -hmm. And then I kept getting messages like, oh, well, you've been dealing with him for X amount of time. Like, don't let her have your man. And I'm like, he already did it. Right. I'm not going She's back to that. Right, so I'm done. I'm not fighting that. It's not no battle. I would never put myself in a situation where I feel like I'm competing with another woman. You can have it. And so it did hurt me. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it took me a long-ass time to get over that. Yeah. I mean, years. You know, that happened in 2014. But because of that, that ride-or-die mentality is, like, out of here. Out the window. Listen, I ain't nobody die for nobody. We can ride somewhere to go get me something to eat. Look, pay a bill. But I know how to die. You're gonna have to have your, your shit together. Right. Be a grown man when I meet Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So Why with that go? being said, um with the ride or die chick, have you ever dated someone who was incarcerated? Absolutely not. Like I've dealt like there was a guy that I that I was talking to mm -hmm. and you know, I still I'm actually still friends with him. Um he caught me the other day, he was mad. He mm -hmm. was in his feelings the other day, so he hung up on me. But <laughs> it um he was in jail, and I don't, I now, don't get me wrong, I've, like I said, me living where I used to live, I've had the guys who, they respected me enough because they respected my mother. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to have sex, but I've dealt with them as far as, oh, this is my little boo, or whatever, and we da da da. So we've had that, and when they went to jail, like, I didn't have to hold them down. Like, I never, actually, I've never dealt with anybody who was stupid enough to get caught. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. Right. So, I've dealt with the people who was in the wrongdoing, some low places, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've never had to deal with anybody who went to jail. Some bounce checks. Why? You know what I'm saying? I ain't never had to deal with the fact that they went to jail for it. So, um, there's this guy who, who you know, I, I care about him dearly. I hope the best for him when, when I say I care about him dearly. Nah, he ain't my man and we can't never make it together. But, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, but the fact that you were stupid enough to get caught, like... That alone, I can't, I can't, I don't have no respect for you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I don't have no respect for you. And then, you know what I'm saying? If a dude that I ever dealt with got caught, then I'm going to need to be good. You going to need to be good because I'm not doing it. And the fact that when I was talking to him, you know, he, I was trying to be his friend while he was there. And I was just like, you're not good. And that's a problem for me. Mm -hmm. That means you're not high enough for me to be okay. Because if I put my relationship, myself in this relationship and we fail, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. you know? So I just never put myself in that predicament to... To have to go through that. Yeah. That's understood. Um, For me personally... I have dated someone who was incarcerated and it wasn't necessarily like we were in a relationship, but we were dealing with each other. Mm -hmm. So it's more like, okay, we weren't even probably talking before you even got locked up. But now that you're there 
and you know whoever reached out to me or whatever the case may be normally it was his mom because I have one person in my mind in particular but um normally it was his mom and she'd be like you know Tata locked up da, 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 da. so I'm like okay cool since he's there like I'm gonna put money on his books help him out but that's my ex and we were together for like two years and then between relationships, like, that's who I'm with. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm not dating anybody, I want to see him. I want to talk to him. I want to. And so when he's in a relationship, it's the same thing. Like, we've always respected each other's situations. So it never got disrespectful. Right, right, right. I would say even, like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm single now. So last week, I hit him up. And I'm like, hey, you going to put some gas in my car? Right. And he like, how much does it take to fill up your tank? So I told him, we met up, he gave me the money, and it was like deuces. Mm -hmm. He wasn't expecting anything from right, me. Right, 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 which right. not to say, like, we, of course, we've slept together before. It's not like that was if off the table. It, right, right, right. If I would have said I need gas in one car and I need my engine fixed on the other. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> but he's just, he's very genuine. Right. And he, he really does have love for me. Right, it's just, right. we both are in a position now where it's like, okay, this is when we were younger. We're right. in two completely different spaces. Right, right. And neither one of us want a relationship. Neither one of, so that's, that relationship aspect is, that's off the table. Mm -hmm. But he's always there. Right, and he's right. always been a really good friend. Right, so right. I respect him in that, right. that facet. Right. Um, and then of course I had homeboys that was locked up. Right, you know, like right. the dudes from, from Claremont or whatever right, right, that right. get in trouble or whatever the case may be. I write them from time to time just right. to speak, just to let right. them know, like, somebody actually does still care about them. Right, right. Because my sister does it all the time. I swear to God, she got, like, she got a rotation of the niggas. They, mm -hmm. they stay in and out of jail. She just write them. I'm like, listen, bitch. I barely woke the one that was in jail. He was in there for eight months. I barely gave him a letter. And I, I put, I mean, I put money on my books at first. And then I was like, I can't keep putting money on my, I mean, not on the books, but money on my phone. Mm. I was like, I can't keep putting money on the phone to talk to somebody. You right, because eventually it gets to a point where it starts becoming just a little selfish because life, it still goes on. Right, exactly. You know, so I, I can't imagine that. dating somebody and being exactly. in that situation. And I, I'm glad I wasn't in a relationship with him because I'm like... I'm not going to lie, though. If somebody that I'm in a relationship with get locked up, I'm holding you down wholeheartedly. It better be. But we have to be, be together. Right. We better like, not be in, like, committed. You know my baby. I know your baby. And we was about to be, like, <laughs> living together or something. And you did something that made sense. Somebody done fuck with one of the kids. Right. And you went out. Now, if you out there just selling drugs and being... No, I don't even date drug dealers anymore. Like, I'm over. I'm going to be real with you. I'm spoiled as hell. So, right. me having somebody that can provide for me and can protect... That's the first thing you think about right, is a drug dealer because right. they hard. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, and then right. they, they sell and, sell and work. Right, so, they got what, it. But you know what, though? I have found out. And it's crazy. Living it takes that security family, away. Right? But, but I have found out, like, okay, like, everybody that I have dated... I've only had three real boyfriends. Mm -hmm. And that's DJ, that's Baker... And the last guy, he wasn't really my, I can't call him my boyfriend. He was my boyfriend for a little while, but we were in a situationship. Mm -hmm. So, three boyfriends. And so, the three of them, now, DJ, which is Minnie's dad, he is, he's not really hard. But, I mean, if, he, if somebody fucks somebody he loves over, he can get to that point. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But Baker and the other guy, like, they were, uh... They, they were like retired drug dealers or whatever. Mm -hmm. They still had mentality. And then the guy that I talk to now, like, 
he's not a thug. Like he's isn't it crazy that when it's like you date somebody new, it's still a pattern with them. Like Why they still, still got like that, that same dope. Yeah, because even if I date somebody new, it's like he used to sell. Y'all be like, I knew it, I right, knew right, it. Right. But the guy now he didn't used to sell. I mean, if he has, it would be really weird. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, what in the hell? But he still has that like, I'll fuck some shit up if I need to. Right. And so it's like, God, and like, that's so attractive. Oh my God, it is. But so you know crazy. what I noticed though? I'm gonna be real with you with that aggressive type of mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you have to be really careful with that because yeah. I noticed sure like you'll fuck up a me. man but if you have that in you it can easily be turned on me. me and I make mm-hmm. sure that I'm like listen I gotta make sure and the only person I've had a problem with it comes to fucking with me is mm-hmm. Baker you know what I'm saying nobody else really has done anything like that towards me you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying because I still deal with that situation shit from time to time which is crazy and um but I know, like, if something happened, like, it's been times, like, I work at his sister's uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, it's been times when customers come in and they messing with me. Like, you know? reckless. Mm-hmm. And he, like, I'm like, I'm on my way. No, he, or he there, and he, like, I'm like, yes, daddy, you better. Ah! He didn't even gotta say nothing. He just standing there. I'm like, yes, daddy, get him. But that's you know what? That's it's a black crazy. man's role in your life, regardless of whether they're dealing with you or not. Like right. I read this post the other day and I actually shared it. Mm-hmm. It said regardless of whether a woman is with you or not, when there's a black man in the building, you're supposed to feel protected. Exactly. So I'm not even gonna lie, exactly. like something happened, even in the club, like right. when dudes get the fight right. in, I'll be looking for somebody about to grab me, they gonna scoop me, you know, somebody make sure. I'm good. And you know what? I have never had a problem where I went out and then it wasn't no dude like, you all right, mom? Let me help you. Where you who you with? Exactly. And I'm like, you feel oh, like, yeah. Oh, poor dude. <laughs> what is your name? I don't even want to date you another. I just want to know who you are. But right. I have never been in a club and, and put in a dangerous situation where another man didn't. Mom, you all right? Right, like, yeah, I'm good. Well, come on, where you, where your car at? Cause you don't need to be out here by yourself. Or where your friends? You know what I'm saying? Well, I still got my, you know, a lot of times I'm going with the same people. Where my sister? Well, where, what's, well, let me walk you to. Car. No, I'm not going to call my mom. My sister. All right, let's go find your sister. Come on, mom. Where am I on? Where am I hand? Like, I just right. had it. You know what I'm saying? And then you have like, um, I started a, a new job with a bar, and so now we got it to where it's like them men, like them. I had security guard and they was like, Mom, you good? Mm-hmm. You okay? I'm so and so. I don't know their names. I didn't remember. Was, the music was loud. But I'm used to, I wanted the security guard to see, oh, okay. I'm, I had one on one side and had one on another. They paid attention to me. Mm-hmm. And when I walked, got to the car, because I don't drive right now, so it was like Uber. And so when it was time to go to work, I got people walking me out to the door. Like, it's like, it don't matter where you go. Like, as long as you look, you know, some not some dudes, they they ignore some females and be like, I ain't doing nothing for her. She wet. Because she not. She did, right. She, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times they don't want to like, look, I ain't got time. Because then she going to think I'm trying to holler at her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when they see, like, you know, I mean, as a bartender, sometimes I ain't always got all my clothes on. This that feminine energy that they feel. Right. And mm-hmm. they can see when they can still respect you, mm-hmm. no matter what you look like. Um... They see that they can respect you and then and still, you know, they're not rude to you. And I love that about our black men. And if all of us saw that, mm-hmm. I swear to God, like, it would this be world different. would be 
Yeah, I'm gonna be real with you. Like I've had, um, I've been in a relationship, and this man was so sweet. Like I'm not even gonna lie to you. He was very attentive to my needs, like physically, emotionally, everything. He was just all encompassing, but he was a bitch. And so I remember distinctly where <laughs> he had a homeboy that was trying to talk to me. And so I mean, this man is literally calling my phone like just about every day hitting me up trying to you know you good just checking on me but it was strange I'm like babe have you heard from him you know like what's going on and he'd be like nah I'm like so why is he calling me and he never did anything and I let him know like part of having security in a relationship you're supposed to let him know what it is Mm -hmm. and so his argument for that was well I already know you're not like that I'm not worried about that like I know he can't have you but it's not about that it's about putting him in his place right because no letting him know like that shit is not okay why? don't call my lady don't talk to my lady right don't. girl because the dude that I talked to now there was a guy who used to work at my job and he was I'm not working my job come to my job and my friend be like oh I'm gonna come up there and say sorry I'm like nah it's good I'm just gonna tell him to back up you know right what I'm mm-hmm. and like you know we're not even in a relationship but he wanted to make sure a nigga knew like Tell that nigga, like I would be testing him, like, oh, listen, he's saying such, 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 such. He like, he like, okay, well, tell that nigga if he, if you wanted him, you would have him. Like, I'm gonna come oh. up there and sit up there. I'm like, no, you're not gonna come up there and sit up there. You're not coming. Then we ain't. It, it used to be. It's like he's just like it's really funny. And dudes don't play about they even prospects mm-hmm. of who they want to date. Like they don't. They don't like my my little situation. Like. When he seen me with the new boo, he was just like, he texted me like, oh, so I'm like, boy, get off my phone. Goodbye. Ah, I'm done. (laughs) See, and with that being said, like with all of these different things that we're, you know, kind of naming about what we need, what we want, what we've experienced to kind of change what we needed and wanted. Do you honestly know what you want in a relationship? I do. I'm at that point now where I know what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And if. Um, and like I was telling my, I told one of my friends, like before I started talking to new people, um, and actually getting serious, like, I know what I, I like, I have down a list of what I want, what I want him to look like, Lord, you know what I'm saying? This is what I need in my life. And if you look like you ain't one, you got, ain't got one of those things, honey, I got it down to the fact that he needs to have tattoos, honey, I'm sorry, tattoos. So you got a shallow, a shallow thing up there. Oh, absolutely. Ah, I don't blame you. No, that's good. You know, I'm down to like, first off, tats turn me on. Mm -hmm. If you don't want me to be turned on by old buddy over there who got a sleeve full of uh, of tats, then you need to have some tats. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You are hilarious. I feel like, like learning to be more specific about what you want is key. And you can't let people deter you from that. Even if it is something shallow. Like me, I love locks. Okay. So you don't you don't have to have locks, but if but you don't so have hard. locks, your skin gotta be chocolate, <laughs> and you gotta you know what I'm saying? Like it has to be. I have to be physically attracted to you, see, just like you're like approaching locks. me because oh I'm right. beautiful. Right, right. You know, so if you if that's why you're attracted to me or you're attracted to my intelligence, right. I feel like you have to match that. Right. Yeah, I like saw this guy. The other, you're funny. <laughs> I saw this guy. Um, he made so he commented on some status and he said that. Pretty girls don't want a man who provides for them. That's what he said. He said they always look for guys who either sell drugs, like they look for bad boys, or they look for guys that treat them like shit. So me speaking for the pretty girls, I'm like, pause. 
you a law because with <laughs> me, like, you have to be a provider and a protector. Right. So it has to be both. Like, and somebody that's disrespecting you, they're not protecting you at all. And they're so he said, emotionally. I well, mean, the only still... people that want a provider is a single mom. And I said, I don't have any kids. Yeah, he said that. The what only people that, that want to protect Tag me in the house, oh, honey. Tag me. He said those phone. are the only ones that want to provide her. So I'm like, I don't even have children. Like, what kind of sense? I said, where are you getting this from? Because I wanted him to give me some kind of context so I can make sense of it. And his reply was, it's facts. So I, I know. How? Where's the facts at? I already know when I walk into a situation and there's no conversation being held. Because he wasn't. He wasn't intel. It wasn't an, an intelligent yes, conversation right, happening. Right, 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 right. It was more like, okay, this is just how I feel. Because I'm salty. I don't being hurt. Exactly. And, I, my, my and then you know the what? Bunch. He said pretty girls, but he was not cute. He wasn't cute. And don't get me wrong, the man had potential, but it was just like his his shape, the way his face. Like, he didn't take pride in himself. Mm. And I'm like, if you want a woman that looks like this. You have to come and look. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I, and just that's what like, gets on my nerves about men. Men don't want men, ugly men. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ugly men or unattractive men. Let me say it. Let me be nice. Unattractive men want to go to the baddest bitch in the bunch. And then you don't take care of yourself. Bruh, how? Honey, listen, I may not be the baddest bitch in the bunch, but I'm bad. And you better uh, come some type of way. You can't come looking like some little. I gotta no. Why aren't you the baddest bitch? Why, girl? You know I'm a I'm a quit it. I know I know I got. It's just I'm just. I always me. I always think like this. Yes, I look great. I'm, I look amazing. You know what I'm saying? Am I where I need to absolutely be as far as my looks in my eyes? Absolutely not. That's just me. You know, so I had to get out of the habit too because a lot of times when I was in that relationship with Gary, Gary, uh, he kind of told me that, you know, like, oh, I was pretty for this amount of time, but then when things wow. started getting well, it's like, oh, you're fat. Well, I was 145 when I met you, bro. Skinny. I could see my cat when I met you. Now I can't see my cat. I can't see my feet. You know what I'm saying? Because you won't let me go to the gym and, you know what I'm saying? You won't let me. Talk about that relationship and how it affected your self-esteem. Okay, so when I met him, girl, I was a dancer, which is funny because a lot of people don't know that I used to dance. Mm-hmm. So I, used to, I remember you danced at Paige, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, I instead of just using my dancing skills for good, I was using them for bad. Mm-hmm. I was dancing into the club that they were, this little hole in the wall they had. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl, like I needed some money. Like I was broke, dead broke, couldn't pay for nothing like couldn't pay for my personals couldn't pay for nothing many needed mm-hmm. so one night actually i went just for the party and these girls they had dancers there these girls suck mm-hmm. ass and you know me i'm like hey getting it and so they start throwing money at me instead of the dancers because i'm sitting in there dancing but i wasn't trying to outshine them mm-hmm. never was i try i try not to outshine anybody but because they like she can dance. She can dance. Right. And I'm just sitting here having a good time with these ghetto bars I was with at the time. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just having a, you know, getting it. And they started just throwing the money at me. So the girl was like, I'm going to have another party next week. Can you come? I was like, shit, hell yeah. I just made like, a, what, $150? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when I got to the club, it it belonged to Gary and, um, you know, his friends. So uh, 
I started dancing and Gary, he followed me that whole entire night. Like, mm. walking around, just like, giving me tips for other people to dance with. It was like, and, and, and now that I've grown up and I tell people this story, it was controlled then. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, go dance with him. All right, cool. Dancing, he comes, gives me the money, then gives the dude money to give to me, and dude giving me money too. So I done had three times that somebody gave me money because he done told me to go dance with this dude. Right. As in, it was the illusion of security because he was like, I got you. I got Subconscious, you. Subconscious. Right. right. Took me home that night and everything. Like, well, took me to his home that night mm-hmm. and everything. It was like, I had never been with anybody besides DJ. And so it was just like, you know, like I had been with somebody besides DJ. Let me correct that. But it wasn't my will. Mm-hmm. So um, when I went, and it was just like because of that, and the girls that I was with, they were not the best girls. So I was like, oh yeah, you should go home and do that with him. But I ain't never did that before. I mean, it's the first for everything, girl. Like everybody gotta step out one time, and they they told me that was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay to go sleep with a man that you never know, but he just gave you, he just dropped a whole lot of money on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why they stealing money from me that same night? He like, I gave you such such a lot of money. No, you didn't. I only got this now. No, I gave you such such such. Not knowing that these girls done stole money from me, and then told me to go home with the man that they stole money from me from. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And so it was like being with him, like. He after that night I never danced again. He was like, "You're not dancing no more." I was like, "Oh, okay." So he would start taking care of me. And I was going to hair school back then, so he was coming and taking me and everything. And back then, I, like I said, I couldn't afford to do nothing, so I didn't even have a phone. So one of my sister's friends um, had a phone. He and I introduced her to the homeboy. So she's coming out. He's calling her on her phone, like, "So where's Charlie at?" And she like, she ain't from school yet. She about to get off the bus in a second. He would call me before I got home. Now, the hair school is right up the street from Claremont. Mm-hmm. It only took me maybe about 20 minutes to get home on the bus. Before I can get home, he was calling. I'm like, nigga, it takes me 20 minutes to get home. You ain't waiting. You know what I'm saying? He would call. Now, I finally got a phone because I was making so much money with him without shaking my behind. Mm-hmm. That, um... I got my own phone. I was able to pay for my own phone. I was able to pay for my own bill, or he was paying for it for me, you know? Um, so that started controlling, and I started going over his house, and I was going to school, but I still felt like I was independent because I was like, oh, I'm just going to catch the bus. He had him say this, he's like, and he found him, like, you don't have to catch the bus no more. Like, get in my car. Like, we're just going to take you. Like, why are you taking three, four hours to get all the way to Wendover Avenue? You know, Wendover had that big old long... That loop. Oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. whole hour and a half trip to get to Walmart from Phillips. He was like, nah, I'm just going to come get you. You know, I just started taking taking control, and I started feeling more comfortable. He was like he was like my superhero. And I mm-hmm. tell people that all the time when they ask me, why did you stay? Well, I stayed because he was my superhero, and I felt like I owed him that. I right. owed him that. I owed him cooking, and I owed him sex, and I owed him my loyalty. Because he saved me when me and my mom wasn't doing good. He saved me when I had nothing. And, you know what I'm saying, pretty much everybody turned their back on me. And so, um, he was the only good thing at that moment to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he he prayed on that. You know, there was no me continuing to go to. I used to go to the gym two out, two, two, for two hours to keep my body up. I was a dancer. So, keeping my body up, I, I went to to uh the gym twice some twice a day 
for two hours or I would go once a day for two hours or either I would go twice a day for an hour. That's how it went. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually he said I couldn't do it. Then he told me, oh, well, you don't have to go to work. So I stopped doing that. Then he was like, oh, you can go to school. But then he get mad. So then I missed school because he didn't really want me to go to school. He wanted me to sit in the house and cook and clean and work on what he had going on. Whatever his little side business was. Um, it just made it to where, you know, I was just getting fatter and lazier. And, you know, my daughter moved in with us. And then I moved into my own apartment. He moved in with me. We lost that apartment. Um, and then we moved into where he was. And it was just like... Well, you know, you don't have a car because I'm not going to help you get your license and get a car and get insurance. I'm going to move you all the way out to Merritt Drive, which is like the end of the of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, that's near, like, you know, where uh, Grandover and stuff. Right. Like, that's the end of the city. You know, the buses ain't really on out They don't here. go out there. They don't yeah. go out here. So, you know, if I don't take you, you ain't going. You know what I'm saying? I ain't making enough money to catch an Uber. So, you know, when I finally got a car, he wished that I broke, that it broke down. He wished that I got in a car accident. He wished, you know, oh, what, you, what are you getting put makeup on for? What nigga you want to go see? Oh, you always in that car. What nigga you want to go? I'm going to get in the car and go see a nigga with my daughter in this car. Like, he had got it to where my daughter wasn't loyal to me anymore. She was loyal to him. So why would I take her to go and cheat? Because <laughs> she going to tell you. Right. Wow. So, yeah, it was just, like, really beating me down to where, you know, he made me feel like my family didn't care and love me. He And I was an outcast, you know. And we had already had issues, me and my family, but he cried on those to make sure that they were worse, that he deepened them. You know, made me feel like um, your mama just don't want the best for you because a man is taking care of you and ain't no man taking care of her. I looked at it like that. She's jealous of the fact that if I need some money, my man is going to do it. Because when she needs money, she's going to ask me for it. You know? Mm. Um, you know, my sister mad because she got such and such amount of kids. I only got one, but guess what? This man is taking You're care good, of me. right. I'm and you good. know what's crazy? I know we talked a little bit earlier about mm-hmm. the psychological abuse that comes with being in an abusive relationship. Absolutely. These men are not stupid. You got to remember that. And so even though you're not stupid either, it's like they're preying on everything that you want. Mm-hmm. I know the abusive relationship I was in, it was also mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody hit me up, like he would give me whatever I wanted. But if anybody hit me up and said anything to me, even if they just speaking like peace queen it's like oh you a hoe did you write him back did you say this did you say that oh you can't have no friends i had a i have a friend um jonathan like okay yeah you know kind of questions you know but it was oh you with that well i'm not really feeling him like that like i don't see him that i call him bestie for a reason he's my bestie Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even... Right, and none of those titles matter when you're dealing with a man like that. They do isolate you. I remember being at a point where I didn't want to talk to my friends mm-hmm. because I was so caught up in being up under him and not mm-hmm. wanting them to know. Like I'm like, okay, well, if I go home or if I go hang out with my homegirls, they know me so well that they're going to see that something's wrong with me. So I don't want to be around them. So you start isolating yourself because you see that you're in a worse position than you were in before. And so my finances weren't lacking. I didn't have any of the, you know, I was still working. Mm -hmm. 
but just my mind was just gone and right. I kept having to remind myself I'm like you're better than this right. we got in plenty of arguments this man spit in my face one day mm. um, when we went out to eat we were actually a Bahama breeze in Raleigh mm. and um, we were sitting across the, com- the table having a conversation I don't know what I said to him but he was like I'll spit in your fucking face and I was like do it so he really spit in my face and I knocked all the shit off the table that was there. I salvaged to get my drink, girl. You know, I love to have my little frozen beverages. And so I jumped up and um, I was like, can I please have the check? And so he was trying to pay for it. I wouldn't let him. I'm like, I got it. Gave them my card, tipped the lady, we left. Um, and so the whole way home, he was just super quiet because he knows, like, I don't want to talk right now. Mm-hmm. So normally, he's going to talk anyway. He's going to pester me. But because he knew that he had pushed me so far, he was like, I'm not going to do anything else to push her over the edge. And so they know you to that point, mm-hmm. And they try to push you further mm-hmm. and further and further. Mm-hmm. And it got painful. Like, I really remember waking up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I can hear voices as clear as I'm talking to you right now, like, leave him alone break up with him and I'm like why am I getting that that feeling you know I'm thinking maybe it's just me I do be I don't give people chances so maybe it's just me and it's like no boo like leave his ass alone before he ends up hurting you right I used to get up I would get up out of the bed and try to go in the living room and like sleep on the couch he he waking me up yeah you know um you know Gary was like that it was like uh if he was mad he'd be mad and I'll just go sleep in the room with Minnie because uh, or I will sleep in the living room in here, but like you need to get up. I'm like, no, I'm good right here. No, come sleep in the bed. I don't care if you're mad or not, but you need to be in the bed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going in that bed. Yes, you are. Just get up, shorty. Just get up, shorty. Get up, shorty. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want. I don't want to get up. I don't want to. I don't want to lay with you. Right. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, you do. Get up. Get up. And but then no. that's when it get like they'll literally pick you up. Girl, put you. I mean, like I didn't been through it, and this is so tough. Like, oh, it's you're not tough. gonna get up. Oh. And Let's it's painful because you start feeling like worthless. You're like, damn, I can't do shit for myself right. anymore. Like, I mean, it for the last you. Year, right, for the last year, I, I was trying to sleep in Minnie's room. I knew it was over when the last six months, it was just like he didn't care if I slept in there or not. There would be days when he'd be like, come on, sleep in the room. And then we wouldn't touch each other. Like, for the last six, six seven months, we didn't touch each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we just didn't have sex. And... It would be where we were mad at each other, or he'll be gone, and he'll stay gone till 2 o'clock in the morning. I knew he was sleeping with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I would stay on the couch until he got there. And when he unlocked the door and he would see me on the couch, I would get up and go into Minnie's room. Call TV, wouldn't say a word, go to him because I would make sure he would get home safe from sleeping with every bitch he was sleeping with. Mm-hmm. Go into Minnie's room and go to sleep with Minnie because she had a king-size bed. And then I would close the door, and he would say, he wouldn't say a word. He would get up the next morning, he would get up and go leave. He would cook us dinner, cook us food, cook us, I mean, cook us breakfast. He would get up, and when, by the time I got up, he was cooking breakfast, Minnie was in there talking to him because Minnie thought that her stepdad um, was as good as sliced bread, mm-hmm. like the best thing since sliced bread. And so, you know, I didn't want to tarnish her her idea, idea of him, of right? Him. So I saved him, and I I was willing to make it like I was a bad person, so that she wouldn't think that the man that she loved so much was so bad. Mm. And you know what? That destruction. I will say, like, I don't have any children, mm-hmm. so my circumstances, like, it's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm all I have to think about. But I can't even imagine being in a situation like that and having a child to look after because. That's a whole nother person. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother person's feelings to consider mm-hmm. and all of that. So mm-hmm. 
I don't even know how I would have been. It's so hard to pull away though, because even though I've been away from him for two years, he's just now leaving, and I'm emotionally just now getting rid of him. Um, and I've had to. Minnie doesn't ask about him as much, but I've really had to just say, okay, this is it. You know, she can I go see him? Not really. You know, he's done some sneaking around to talk to her. You know, when she's in school, he, he was going to the school. And they don't say anything because he's been here since she's been in kindergarten. So there's nothing wrong with him coming to see her because he's been here since she was kindergarten. And um, he would go and sneak to her. But he hasn't seen her this summer. And she ain't really asked. She asked one time. She Apparently, she's seen him somewhere. And she asked, you know. He used to call her. But I think now he just knows I'm kind of over his shit. That, so, that whole situation. Right, so he's not even calling and I'm not letting her call. You know, she's not even asking to call anymore, so I'm like, yes, Lord, she's adapting to him not being into her life, you know, because he was doing just about everything that she needed, you know. Mm-hmm. He was her father, excuse me, her father. So, I mean, I just have to look at it like, okay, I went through this situation, now it's time to move on. Right. And me being able to heal from this, I'm able to be in the next relationship or start a new relationship with somebody and it's not just it's not just set you know right. what I'm saying because when I started situationships um, like we were explaining earlier um, you know the guy that's my ex but really not my ex he um, he uh, came and it was just sex and then it was like oh my god I like you I kind of love you like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was more like infatuation, lust. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. now I can be your girlfriend. And you know what's crazy? I find that, like, I found myself in a situation like that after I broke up with my ex because it's just like you kind of want somebody there. You want their support. And I found that's how I realized that my self-esteem had took a hit because it's like, why am I dealing with this part? I don't even want this nigga, man. Like, I don't want him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be with him at first. Right. But Mm -hmm. now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I can't get enough of him. You know? And it's because I Those emotions literally transfer from one person to the other. And that's the importance of that healing. So, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're still going through the healing process? Because I am. I'm Um, still healing from that. I feel like right now, me being single is the best thing. Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to get to know who I am all over again. Mm -hmm. Because I know, like, who I am is different now. Mm -hmm. My standards are different. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, standards for even my friendships. Right, right. You know. And, and I do, too. And you know what? When you start to learn yourself, over these last two years, um, I have, I, I'm healed now. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen on Facebook. It's been a minute now, but it was like I in October, 2003, uh, two, October 31st, 2016, I left physically. And then it was a day where it was like, I can't remember the date, but I wrote the date down because mm-hmm. I was in the process of just writing and 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 journaling, and it was like on this day is the day I feel I mentally left. And it was it was earlier this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like maybe in March, and I was actually like, I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I still care about my situation, but you know, even with him, like it used to be where I messaging him and he's you know, first, and he, I'm trying to reach out to him, but 
Every time we talk, it's because he messaging me. <laughs> I ain't thinking nothing about him. It's funny because like two weeks ago, he was like, do you miss me yet? I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, mean, I, know, I look, I know what you want. You got to give him time to miss you. That's, <laughs> but he, that's true. But he definitely was like, do you miss me yet? And I'm, and I, you know, I hadn't thought about him, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is the funny part. It's like I'm really healed now and I'm able to be in different relationship friendships, mateships, you know. Um, I'm looking at them differently you know and i'm not really you know i'm yes am i having sex yes but i'm not really like it's not something where i used to be like oh i need to have sex you gotta right. have it right. right now it's like dang i want it who do i want to call i don't want to deal with him i don't want to deal with him oh okay <laughs> let me get up and clean something you know right <laughs> and you're you're really putting yourself first because you're you're thinking about your mental health exactly. in that situation you know exactly so wow. like, i'm like that's beautiful girl it's so amazing because like the new dude he's like such a gentleman and i call him my giant which i was telling you earlier and he calls me midget so it's like so cute and i'm like like i'm like okay my giant is so sweet he's such a gentleman you know, he's not forcing me to kiss on him or stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, now, come on. It's <laughs> April. Please make a move. Do something. Because <laughs> he, wants, he wants you to make that first move. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm I'm so used to guys taking it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you so used to it being like, okay, he want it now. So I'll give it to right, him. Right. It's like, you know, even if, even if I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, my situation shit. He took me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it was like, there was no no for an answer. You know, even with Gary, it was like, he took me. <laughs> there was no no for an answer. Did you get him? No. Oh, my God, these mosquitoes, honey. Yeah, they real. So, <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, there was no no for an answer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and so, like I said, I haven't had too many in it. I had another dude where, you know, I was dealing with, he was in a situation ship, too. And it's like, he took two, you mm -hmm. know? So I've never had a guy where he's just waiting for me to make the move. I'm just like, this is awkward, you yeah, know? Yeah, and to be honest, it's so borderline because... A lot of people, they acknowledge rape as a whole. They say rape is wrong, but they have a certain idea of what they think rape looks like. Mm -hmm. If you tell somebody that you don't want to have sex, you verbally say no, regardless of if they continue or not, mm -hmm. that's rape. Right, right. And people, um, I know there's a big controversy right now, especially with the feminist movement, where women are being raped by their husbands. Mm -hmm. And people aren't really speaking out about that because they're like, well, that's your husband. You owe him. Absolutely not. I know there's a scripture in the Bible. <laughs> right, because that's your body. <laughs> but there's a scripture in the Bible that says, do not deny your husband mm -hmm. sex because mm -hmm. basically it opens the door for another woman to come in. Right. And that has absolutely nothing to do with a woman not feel, you know, sometimes right. your body not, is why? literally like, you don't want it. If it's it's if a psychological on, if, thing. Right. And if we're not mentally connected, mm -hmm. I don't want to sleep with you. Because we're not even mentally connected. Mm -hmm. And you want me to physically lay down with you and act like this is good? This shit is whack. Get the fuck off me, nigga. Like, that's how I'm looking at it. You feel what I'm saying? You're like, it has to be something more there than just me being physically attracted to you. And I'm not even physically attracted to you right now because I'm mentally not where, where that is. Mm -hmm. Right now, I hate you. So if, I, if I'm hating you right now, if I'm not, I'm disliking you because I know they say hate is strong. Hate is one of my favorite words, honey. I would throw it out there so quick. <laughs> but dislike, I'm disliking you right now. And you want me to say, I look at you and say, oh, he's so sexy. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's so fine. I just want to lay up with him. Um, No, baby. No. 
no baby i don't find nothing about you attractive right i don't find nothing about you that i want to be i don't the care. thing that's hard about that like people don't even look at it for what it really is sex is a very it's very spiritual so girl, you're say it's that, a soul tie. So it's like you. a oh my god, I say that. It's a, a real connection, like whatever spirits that they're dealing with, whatever you anxiety, you it's a transfer, oh and you god. give things to them too. And as you, know, you grow and you start to learn yourself more, which I have done in the last like six to twelve months of me just clearing myself. What I've learned is, you know, about sex because I'm a sexual, I'm a sexual person. So what I've learned is that. I need I need to be with you on this mental level. We can't just have sex now. Mm-hmm. I can no longer just lay down with you. And that's why I'm so slow on sleeping with a new person because I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a soul tie. I'm tired. I don't got three soul ties. I'm with, I'm I want I'm getting rid of them. And when I get rid of them, I don't want to add another one that's not good for me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I'm definitely glad you said something about soul ties, Queen, because that's a major part of sex that people refuse to acknowledge. But I wanted to thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on the show. Like, it's really been a pleasure having you. We could be talking forever, but I know we can't. It's just amazing, though. It's like we're on one level. It's cool. Yes. Well, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners of Hanging Out with Love? No, you guys just continue to listen. And hopefully she'll have me back again And maybe we can do a part two And something, I don't know Something, we can do something um, So just be out on the lookout for it um, And that's pretty much it I'm excited Well thank you again And thank you all for listening to the second episode Of Hanging Out With Love This episode we talked about relationships We talked about being abused We talked about how to treat a man The situations that we've been through We talked about rape. We've hit a lot of points in this conversation. And you all do have the opportunity to leave a comment. If you would like to email me, you can email LITHF at iCloud.com. That acronym is Love is the Highest Frequency. Or you can leave a message on the podcast, on the Anchor platform, or on Spotify. So peace, love, and light. Um, Thank you to Miss Charlie. And you guys have a blessed night.